Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, May 15th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Missouri legislature wrapped up its 2023 session late last week with many Republican priorities stalled following a breakdown of communication and relationships in the Missouri Senate. The last week slowed to a crawl. There were days where no bills were passed. So a lot of the priorities, ultimately, either they were in conference or they were attached to House bills, just died at 6 p.m. on Friday. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg examines this year's activity in Jefferson City in just a few minutes. Marijuana is a $1 billion legal industry in Missouri. The state says it passed that mark early this month. The Missouri Cannabis Trade Association says keeping up with demand has been tricky. Spokesman Jack Cardetti says many cultivators increased the amount of cannabis they were growing after Missouri voters passed recreational marijuana last November. They weren't growing at their total capacity yet because there was a fairly significant oversupply uh, last calendar year in the medical market. So a lot of that supply, because it is a crop, it takes three to four months to come uh, from a seed to market. A lot of that will be coming online over the next month or two. Missouri has roughly 200 cannabis dispensaries. With more on the way, the state will start accepting license applications in late July with a focus on attracting underrepresented individuals to the rapidly growing industry. Some transgender people in the St. Louis region say they are not being treated fairly when it comes to housing. Supporters say they want to prevent discrimination by educating shelter operators on federal policies. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Housing advocates say transgender people are complaining that shelter operators and landlords deny them housing because of their gender identities. Advocates want shelters to know that federal housing policies prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity. Beth Gumbos is co-founder of Trans Housing Initiative St. Louis. Just because it's a law doesn't mean that everyone's going to know about it. And if they know about it, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to follow it. Gumbos is working with housing officials on inclusive trans policies for shelters. They say without a concerted effort to educate housing providers, more people could become homeless. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Gas prices are falling in the St. Louis region. Gas Buddy's weekly survey of nearly 1,000 stations shows the average price has dropped three and a half cents in the past week. The average is now $3.36 a gallon compared to $3.51 nationally. Prices in the area are nearly $1 lower than a year ago. Gas Buddy says prices in the Metro East range from $3.66 to $3.89 a gallon. They are hovering around $3.10 in the Rolla area and run from $3.39 to $3.73 around Quincy. Gun shop owners in Illinois say they are stuck in the middle of the legal challenges to the state's ban on semi-automatic firearms and large-capacity magazines. That includes the owner of Piazza Armory in Alton. Scott Pulaski says a judge's decision halting the ban, followed six days later by a federal court reversal, has shop operators frustrated. This all happened during some of the busiest times of the year when people are getting tax returns. People had nothing they were allowed to buy that they were looking for. Pulaski says his shop has nearly 200 guns people have paid for but cannot pick up. He hopes further rulings favor gun shop owners. Illinois lawmakers are discussing ways to improve access to health care throughout the state. Cameron Cuntinello reports. The Senate passed a measure which would cap the cost of EpiPens at $60 for a twin pack. Tiffany Mathis says she needs five to six EpiPens available for her daughter if she has a severe allergic reaction. 
She says EpiPens for kids cost at least $100 each, and it can be hard for families to find the money. Knowing that your child can die in real time at school is just something I don't feel that should be played with and most certainly shouldn't be limited uh, access based on how much money you have. That bill now heads to the governor. The Senate also passed a bill requiring insurance agencies to provide hearing aid coverage for all ages and a measure saying hospitals must screen patients to see if they qualify for financial aid for care. Those bills will go to the House. I'm Cameron Cusinello. Pork producers in Missouri and Illinois could be facing big changes after a ruling in a case out of California. The U.S. Supreme Court has rejected a challenge to a state law mandating more space for pigs. The National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau Federation sued over California's voter-approved regulation that says pork sold in the state needs to come from pigs whose mothers are raised with enough space to lie down and turn around. Jennifer Zwagerman is director of the Drake Agriculture Law Center at Drake University. It does mean that we're going to see more of this movement towards a focus on meeting these animal welfare standards that California and other states have implemented and are requiring. Swaggerman says the timeline for making changes lies mostly with processors who could either mandate immediate revisions or phase in the new practices. The Missouri legislature wrapped up its 2023 session Friday evening. It will be remembered for what did not get done. St. Louis Public Radio's Brian Moline speaks with our Sarah Kellogg about what bogged down this year's session. You know, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but it seems like just a major breakdown of communication and relationships in the Missouri Senate. The last week slowed to a crawl. There were days where no bills were passed. Uh, and so a lot of the priorities, ultimately, either they were in conference or they were attached to House bills, just died at 6 p.m. on Friday. And so that, you know, I think was the biggest, you know, catalyst there. And there was also instances, you know, where maybe the House was loading up Senate bills. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened, but I think ultimately just not a lot of work getting done that last week didn't help. And of the bills that did pass this year, what ones do you think could have the biggest impact? Well, I think the easiest answer is because it's the one they have to do every year is the budget. Uh, This is a nearly $49 billion budget, a lot going in there. Uh, Biggest one being, you know, I-70 funding, expanding I-70 to three lanes. That's going to make a lot of people really happy. Now, that's going to take a couple years down the road, but that's major infrastructure, you know, plan that the governor himself has already said he's going to sign off on because it is more than he asked for. It's, uh, money to fully pay teachers a $38,000 minimum you know, wage without uh, local schools having to make a match. There's just a lot in that budget. I feel like a lot of people are happy that they're going to take home and be able to tell their constituents that they either helped fund or how it's going to impact them. One of the other bills um, that will pass were the two bills on trans issues. The bill stopping, uh, restricting transgender minors from being able to access gender-affirming health care like puberty blockers and hormone treatment, and the other one stopping trans athletes from participating in school sports. I think the other biggest bill is the Medicaid uh, expansion bill. So this one actually allows new moms who are on either the Show Me Healthy Babies or Medicaid expansion to continue that coverage for a full year. They managed to pass two bills actually on that. So I think those are kind of the biggest impacts uh, this year. Sure. And for the Republican-run legislature, what were some of their larger priorities that did not get done? So some that didn't were uh, initiative petition reform, so changing how uh, issues get on the Missouri Constitution. Republicans think it's too easy. They wanted to make it tougher. That didn't, Now that would have gone to a vote of the people, so it wouldn't have been done. But they didn't, they didn't pass that. They didn't pass uh, sports betting, sports book. That was one that I think a lot of people wanted to see done. 
Sarah, on IP reform, the House passed that way back in January, and they've said it was a priority. So what did Republicans have to say about why that stalled? You know, there's a lot of disappointment on the House side from House Republicans that that didn't get done. I mean, again, like you said, they passed it back in January. It was an early priority, and the Senate didn't pass their amended version until this, you know, only a couple weeks ago. So that was a whole session went by until it kind of got tackled. And so uh, Speaker of the House, Dean Plocker, you know, he said if the Senate fails to take action on IP reform, I think he said he thinks the Senate should be held accountable for allowing abortion to return to Missouri. Now, he's referring to a potential referendum on abortion that would put basically overturning the ban on abortion um, on the ballot for people to vote for. And it, like similarly, like happened in Kansas, there's a lot of unhappiness that, that wasn't done. Obviously, we've been talking mostly about Republicans here. They're fully in control of state government. How do, how do Democrats feel about the session that just ended? And, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. I think that, you know, House Democrats, uh, Representative Crystal Quaid, who's the minority leader, obviously, she said she was happy that some of those priorities didn't get done. But she, you know, was kind of worried about how the direction of the Senate was going. I mean, they talked about Governor Mike Parson's State of the State address, which was a very largely bipartisan presentation. Both sides of the aisle stood up repeatedly during his speech. And she said there just seemed to be a disconnect to what he was wanting and to what the legislature was going, which was a lot of culture war things like trans issues. There was parents full of rights. They heard don't say gay bills. There's lots of things that were more divisive than what the governor was presenting. So I think, you know, she was happy to see some of those bills not pass, but ultimately, you know, not happy with the direction. I think there was obviously a lot of happiness over the budget. Um, That was what happened last year was a takeaway was the budget was great. And I think that that is exactly the sentiment this year. And there was a lot of happiness over uh, the Medicaid expansion for new moms. That was a priority for years. So kind of a mixed bag and and kind of a look forward as they're kind of seeing what the priorities are going to be next year. That was St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg discussing the Missouri legislature's 2023 session with our Brian Moline. Before wrapping up, a longtime Major League Baseball umpire who worked World Series games in three decades, but mostly will be remembered for a decision that went against the Cardinals, has died. Don Denkinger blew a call in the ninth inning of Game 6 of the 1985 World Series between the Cardinals and Kansas City Royals. Mistakenly calling that runner safe allowed the Royals to rally, win Game 6, and go on to take that World Series in seven games. Years later, Den Kinger told the Associated Press, nobody wants to have that call, but, quote, I did, and now it's part of history. He received threats that offseason, prompting the FBI to investigate. Den Kinger continued his career and called other big games, including legendary pitcher Nolan Ryan's sixth no-hitter in 1990 and that classic Game 7 of the 1991 World Series. That's the Jack Morris game, the pitcher threw 10 shutout innings as Minnesota beat Atlanta 1-0. Den Kinger was 86. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.